Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, where we pine for technologies that should be much better developed than they are. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Cliff Secord had one. James Bond had one. Even a cartoon worm had one. We're talking jetpacks. How you doing, Ben? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, enjoying our new digs here. Yeah, yeah, we are in the the brand new, uh, one week old Geek Exploration the podcast studio. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. it yeah, uh, it's working. I got some uh, terribly offensive artwork on the wall, some sound panels, a little bit of flowery blanket action. It's looking nice in here. Yeah, yours is a bit more bright than mine. I I'm sticking with the uh, with the dark tones, the black blanket. Yeah, it's important since uh, I have yet to get an actual light. Oh, are you still using your flashlight? Yeah, yeah. So having a little bit of uh, color on the walls uh, makes me feel like I'm in less of a cave. So today we are talking jetpacks. Um, when we first started this show way back in in the olden days in August, the the hot days of summer, we initially had two ideas you know two concepts that we talk about often enough to where we figured you know we can turn it into a podcast episode one was of course our very first episode time travel we took care of that one right quick and the other one was jetpacks yeah because they're awesome yeah and i don't have one it's true so you reference that in the intro what are, what are, what are you talking about here ben what's the uh what's this history so um uh, I read somewhere that like the first jetpack was conceived of a hundred years ago, but I can't imagine they had any sort of wherewithal to actually do it. The first like legitimate one that like actually worked that uh, that I know of is the um, it was called the Bell Rocket Belt. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, doesn't that's a fucking cool name? Or do you know what? Uh, do you know what year that was in? Nineteen sixty. It was first publicly demoed. It's the same outfit they used in uh, Thunderball. Oh shit! So like the whole stand-up contraption, yeah, where it's thing? got like yeah, little uh, control things on either side and the big tubes in the back. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it used a uh, hydrogen peroxide jet engine. Oh, interesting. Fuels hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Now, do you know why that never went anywhere? I mean, because I imagine it was a, su- a successful test run. Uh, I mean, it's kind of the same reason that they still haven't really gone anywhere. They're really expensive, and they don't work for very long, and they're really uh, hard to operate and dangerous. <laughs> That's not a, not a great combination. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of odd. Um, but, but it seems like, I mean, that was back in 1960. It was almost 60 years ago now. Yeah. I mean, like, we've done a lot since then. Like, computers didn't, PCs didn't exist back then. Uh, all kinds of shit didn't. The internet wasn't a thing. We haven't. We've made a little bit of progress on jetpacks. They're 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 coming around, but they're still not quite. You know, they certainly aren't ubiquitous. Yeah, I thought I'd seen probably within the last year or two, um, a dude that was putting together an actual practical for real jetpack. He he may have even had like wrist mounted or wrist and leg mounted thing. Like like it almost looked like he was like a like his own little personal jet. Yeah, so there's a few different ones that are that, that that you can buy now that are available. So I mean, like I guess you know, complaining about it not existing, like people over the last like decade, it seems like realized like, holy shit, we forgot about jetpacks. Yeah, let's start working on these again because like they were they were really cool and kind of big and you know flashy in the '60s, and then they just kind of went away. I, I don't know, maybe once we got to, like, the moon and we had rockets in space and stuff, it was like, well, you know, this isn't quite as interesting anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you're just going to the grocery store with this thing. You're not going to Mars. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if, like, the space race kind of put the kibosh on public interest in it or what. But Fucking Neil Armstrong. Yeah, fucking ruining jetpacks for everybody. Yeah. Dickhead. One small step backwards for jetpacks. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's there's actually a few commercially available ones now that you could, in theory, go out and buy. They're like supposedly for sale, but they're all hundreds of thousands of dollars. So um, I'm not sure like if you went to order one, how long it might be before you actually got it. So I think you I think you heard it here first. Geek exploration 
colon the jetpack Kickstarter coming to you soon. Um, please uh, fund us, support our dreams. So when when we were talking about jetpacks today, you know there there were clearly some different forms of the apparatus that we were talking about. So I think we're gonna be. I think we decided we're gonna go all encompassing, whether it's jetpacks or rocket packs or rocket boots. Yeah, I think any sort of uh, personal-sized item that you could wear, almost like a piece of clothing um, or you know, backpack or something like that, that uh, could, would allow you to fly, I think fits well within the jetpack umbrella. I, like, honestly, like if it was a belt or some shoes that I could wear that would give me all the same uh, benefits of a jetpack, uh, I'd be fine with that. It w- I wouldn't be like, well, I want a backpack that I can wear that does this. I mean, it does look cool, but you do have to worry about burning your asshole. Yeah, yeah. I've always kind of thought about that as well, like as far as a practical thing for, a, you know, jet engines are kind of hot. Yeah, they're um, reasonably hot. Yeah. Like I, like I think the dude you were talking about, I don't remember his name, but it's um, Gravity Industries is the, the company. Oh, okay. And uh, they, they're they like air turbines, so that it does, it's not, shoot, you know, it's not technically a jet pack because it's not a jet but they're like they're turbines that just put out a lot of thrust. Okay. Yeah, they sell their, their, their so that one's got like you know you've got like two like wrist things. Yeah, th- on your wrist that each have two turbines on them, and then you have a backpack as well that just provides straight thrust, and you kind of steer with your arms. That's right. That's what it was. There were no booties. Uh, in some of his like prototype ones, uh, like he he tried boots and he tried all kinds of different things, but like it was you know. Looked really hard to control, and uh, yeah. the most disappointing thing about it is uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm not in good enough shape to fly that thing. Like, it looked <laughs> like it took a lot of like real good physical s- strength and control to, and good core body strength to kind of yeah, exactly. make That's that what thing I was do say. what you wanted it to do. Core strength. But yeah, they're selling it now. So, I mean, if you'd like to buy one, it's only $375,000. I, I would love to buy one. Yeah. I just bought a ticket for the, uh, for the Super Lotto. So here we go. I think that's on the list right next to Batmobile. Yeah, that, that one's pretty cool. I, I, again, I think it can only fly for like a series of minutes before it's out of juice. Because uh, fuel, you know, fuel capacity is the big problem. Yeah. Because they burn through a lot, of, a lot of fuel really quickly. Jets are not known for their fuel efficiency. Actually, they're, they're really efficient at converting energy or, you know, you know, fuel into thrust. Like as an engine, it's very pretty efficient but they uh they use a shit ton of it because they produce a shit ton of thrust uh, but then there's there's another company called martin jetpack that is selling a thing that i don't know would qualify as a jetpack oh what's it all about uh i mean it basically looks like a big cage that you stand in and uh they they, they first started out developing stuff that looked more like jetpacks kind of like the rocket belt you know where it was like a big thing and it kind of had a frame that went down to the ground yeah yeah and the ones that they're actually selling have like this huge frame that goes all around you, so like you couldn't like bump into things and stuff. I, and I guess they're marketing it as like a you know like a rescue thing, so like you know emergency services and stuff. If someone's like in a lake, you know, like it's it's got enough power to like li- you know grab onto somebody and lift them up, another person and lift them up and shit, which is cool. But it's like a it's more of a vehicle than a, a something you could wear. I'm all right with that too, as long as it's personal. If as long as I could fulfill my uh, my dreams in my 20s of not having to drive home hungover and i could just take a jetpack home and just avoid traffic and everyone else maybe make a quick little pit stop at mcdonald's for breakfast and just drop right at my front doorstep i'd be happy yeah i'll take a vehicle <laughs> well you know a vehicle would be rad too like uh there's a couple guys working on like hover bikes and uh and like basically l- super large drones that you can sit in and fly around. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they've got the they've got the technology for that just on a miniaturized scale. Yeah, yeah. You just got to make it bigger and able to carry you. Um, the, the you know the core technology behind it's pretty much exactly the same as the small ones. And then it's those uh, those designs that Cyberdyne and Skynet get a hold of, and that's how they make the Hunter Killers. Oh yeah, yeah. They're gonna kill us all. Yeah, I was just watching Terminator Salvation the other day, so it, it must have been <laughs> right on the brain. But uh, but those those that those kind of things you could you could actually build those for a reasonable price if you're insane. 
Yeah, the the first part sounds great, but the second part gives me uh gives me cause to yeah. pause. Well, like they're not super complicated. So, uh like I mean, if you go on YouTube and look for people with like drones that they build, like they, you know, they'll have like a little like a go-kart frame essentially with four blades on the outside of it that you sit in and you fly around and they work. But they don't look terribly safe. But I mean, a jetpack's not really safe. Either. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I remember when we were kids, um, there would be those catalogs that would have like the the build your own helicopter thing, where it looked like it was yeah. just like a little cockpit and, the, and a propeller. I remember really wanting to build one of those. Yeah, me too. I had no sense and no money back then, so I could never do it. But now I probably I could probably afford to build one of those things. But uh, boy, dying doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah, and they like you. It it would be the same thing if I got got my hands on a jetpack. I would love to say that as soon as I get my hands on a jetpack, I would just soar right into the sky. You know, go just go cruise through the clouds. But I'd probably be so terrified. I'd be flying like ten feet above the ground everywhere <laughs> because it, four miles an hour. Yeah, it it it'd just be like like what what happens if it cuts out. Like, it's mechanical. It could cut out. I'd feel the same way, though, if I got superpowers all of a sudden. I'd be like, I have no idea how I got these powers, so I certainly can't trust that they're going to stay. Oh, I've never thought about that. Oh, man. That, that, that terrifies me more than anything when I think about these things just being hundreds of feet up in the air and curse splat. Well, if you get high enough, it's okay. The, the problem is, with, like, jetpacks and a lot of the small stuff is that you're, you're out of parachute range. You know, if you get you get you know ten thousand feet up in the air and something goes wrong, you can have a parachute that's useful. But if you're three hundred feet up in the air, parachute's not going to have time to deploy and slow you down. That's interesting. I never even thought about putting a parachute on one of those. Yeah, I mean, you could. It was all or nothing for me. But yeah, you got to get. But you got to get high enough for a parachute to be meaningful. Well, in that case, then it would be imperative that that you uh, that you went super high. Yeah, you just fly straight up. Yeah, and then uh, cruise around really high, and then and then land. Which also still sounds pretty fucking cool, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm still thinking that it would be fun to build. They've got these gyrocopters. It's got a big fan on the back of it, and then like a, a rotor that's like tilted forward on the top like a helicopter. But the rotor has no, you know, it doesn't have a motor or anything. It just spins on its own. It spins as you go forward. So you turn the fan on in the back, it goes forward, and it, it spins and creates lift as you go, as you're moving forward. So as long as you keep moving forward, it stays up in the air. So it's not like a helicopter where you can just be stationary and lift up into the air. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you do need some horizontal takeoff, but they're cool because you get up and uh, if the engine cuts out, it'll just slowly float to the ground because it the if the act of falling turns the rotors and produces some lift. So you'll just slowly go down. Oh, uh, okay. And do you have any steering capacity at that point? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it flies just like it does normally. You just don't have any, you know, acceleration power as long as you don't flip it upside down in which case it'll just plummet to the ground and you'll die okay but uh you know hey you know what a way to go yeah now one thing i i love about the idea of jetpacks like i was i was trying to think about what it is that's so appealing and to me i was sort of thinking about about the two camps of of people you know with uh with comic book fans you know like you're a superman fan or a batman fan you know, you love Superman because he's got all these powers. He can do everything, including flying. But if you love Batman, you love Batman because he's human, because he doesn't need superpowers and he does these amazing things anyway. So I was thinking about jetpacks, and I'm like, it is the way man flies when, while still being a man. You know, like it's it's a yeah. it's a technological feat that you could see yourself doing because you you can't imagine yourself having Superman's powers. I mean, I can but and do probably daily yeah <laughs> nearly um but but you know the the idea of like if batman needed to fly what would he do he would build a jetpack and it would be in the shape of a bat probably the jet bat yeah yeah exactly a bat pack yeah <laughs> um but like with with iron man you know like he is the pinnacle of like human technological partnership you know, and he can just, he can fly wherever he wants and he doesn't have to worry about, you know, shit cutting out and just falling to the ground. Although I, I guess that is a plot point fairly often. Oh, batteries are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Lost control. You're plummeting towards the ground. Yeah. I but he's like... got that big suit to protect him. So yes. He seems to be okay even when he impacts the ground at terminal velocity. Yeah. Somehow a metal suit protects him. He's like, eh, some, somehow his bones don't still just shatter. 
Yeah, yeah well, just the, yeah, the sheer force of stopping after going that fast doesn't uh, just cause all of his internal organs to rupture. Yeah, exactly. Like some somebody would like go, hey, Tony, you okay? You know, knock on the helmet and, and like open up the face thing. It's just like a pile of jelly in there. Like, oh, <laughs> well, there he is. I guess not. Yeah. Iron Man is one of those ones that I always thought was kind of weird because he's essentially he's mostly powered by rocket boots, which just yes. seem entirely impractical. <laughs> and th- this is why I love having you in uh, in this conversation because for me it's just like sure he just you know stands really stiff and straight and points himself in that direction and that's all he needs. Yeah, which I mean I guess a rocket does, but rockets are not super. They're not nearly as maneuverable as Iron Man is. No. <laughs> Like they they like going in the direction they're pointing, and um, like you can make small adjustments here and there, but uh, they, they're not terribly good at like turning around or doing a loop. No, not at all. Um, at least not voluntarily. Well, and that was one thing um, that fascinated me when we were talking. Uh, I think it was back in the space episode when you were talking about that um, that ship, that shuttle that lands upright. Yeah. Like in the old science fiction story, because that seems so implausible and so impractical. Well, I mean, it's the best way to land a rocket. They, like, it, it, all of its thrust goes one direction, and so you just uh, oppose that to the ground and, and make it happen. Um, on a side note that is not jetpack related, um, they've announced a bit more about that rocket. Uh-huh. And uh, it's going to be made out of stainless steel. What does that mean to the layman? means the bottom is going to be all cool and shiny like fucking 50s rocket. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so they're going full retro even in the in the design. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it makes sense cuz stainless steel is a, a you know, it's a good heat shield. It doesn't ex- expand and contract as much. Um I mean, it, it's a good material to use for a rocket. Uh, and it's a shit ton cheaper than carbon fiber. I wonder if that's what uh what Tony Stark makes his Iron Man armor out of. Yeah, and then paints it so that he doesn't look too uh gauche. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I was thinking about the the first Iron Man movie, how they they gave him those uh the the propulsion units in his hands too to help steer. Like, does that make it any more practical? Yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. I just, you know, also the the practicality of trying to produce a lot of thrust um for some from something that's you know less than half an inch thick or whatever. Like, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. It's not like he has big rockets on his fists. Like it just comes out of his the palms of his hands somehow. Yeah, but, technology. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's Iron Man. He he figured it out. Yeah, there's no actual jet fuel. It's all just energy. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it's all run <laughs> out of that uh, the little whatever. In yeah, his the chest. arc reactor. Yeah, we need. I guess we need one of those. That's maybe that's why we don't have jetpacks. But yeah, that to me is is what makes all these things so fascinating. Is that it gives it gives man the ability to fly, and I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. Human flight in and of itself is pretty freaking cool, and it's it's gotten a bit mundane these days. It's just easy to get on an airplane and fly around. You're not doing it personally, but uh, you know that that's still pretty cool. Yeah, that we can that we can do that. And I, I've I've thought about getting my pilot's license, um, except I don't. You know, plane just sounds like something that's way too expensive to try and own and maintain and do something with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it, uh, one of our friends' dads used to say, if it floats, flies, or fucks, it's cheaper to rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. So, Ben, clearly jetpacks have been around longer than we have. So, um, at some point in our lives, we encountered them, and hopefully it would uh, it would leave a little impression on us. Do you, uh, do you have any idea what your, what your early encounter with jetpacks would be? You know, I was trying to think about that, and like, I don't have like a memory of seeing a jetpack and thinking, "Oh man, that's a thing!" Oh wow. Um, (laughs) The first, I think, the earliest encounter with a jetpack-like technology that I can think of would be the Jetsons with Elroy's anti-gravity belt or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it it that that was the sort of image that that got conjured in my head when uh, when you said rocket belt. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, a little belt you put on. That's weird that it existed in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, the rocket belt looked nothing like that. It was definitely <laughs> more of a backpack. But, yeah, yeah, the Jetsons, he had the, they had those little anti-gravity belts or whatever they called them. And, uh, man, I would love to have one of those. You just strap a little belt on. It's got a little thing in the back, and you can just fly around. Yeah, little bubbles come out, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah I think yeah, like little bubbles or rings came out of the back of it. <laughs> yeah, as they flew around. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember just seeing that and thinking that that looks cool. Because, like, I mean, I'd, I'd experienced, you know, seen people that flew in stuff here and there, but, like, that that was definitely, you know, like, that's something that you could maybe have in the future, and it would just, you anybody could buy it and then fly around. Yeah. Also, cars that fit into briefcases would be... <laughs> yeah, no shit. Flying cars that fold up into briefcases. Man, I need to go back and watch the Jetsons. It has been a long time. I bet it would be really interesting these days. Yeah, yeah. Flying cars that fit in briefcases, you know, anti-gravity belts, robot maids. Like, we don't have any of that shit yet. Talking dogs. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we've got cogs. Yeah, yeah. And sprockets. And sprockets, yeah. I guess we've <laughs> always had those. I've definitely heard of people getting fired. Yeah. That happened a lot. <laughs> um, you know, if the if the uh, the beginning credits are anything, or the, the opening theme, you know, you've still got ladies out there that are taking your wallet and leaving you with a couple uh, bucks. Eh. I mean, I, I guess we do kind of have video phones to a degree. Yes, like yeah. That, that is a thing. Like, I, it's not as useful as I think they thought it would be. It was a very novel concept in science fiction back then that they're like, whoa, this is so futuristic. It's totally going like, to change how people talk. And turns out not so much. It's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass. People use the uh, the FaceTime and the whatnots, but then most people just text. Like the art of the conversation has gone away more than anything. It totally went the opposite direction. Yeah. Like our communication, instead of being more personal, became less personal. Yeah. And it's great. Like you, you don't you. It's not. It's not just you don't see somebody's face. You don't even hear their voice. That's probably the cause of half the problems in in you know digital communication. Anyway, is lack of context. Yeah, yeah. It, sarcasm is still a bit tough to <laughs> convey appropriately. Well, thank goodness for emojis. And I know you finally came around to that. I know you and I both used to make fun of emoticons back in the day and people that used them but it, it became so much easier for for selling your intentions yeah yeah that is that is true well i digress but we have <laughs> yeah. um my uh my first impression has got to be the rocketeer from 1991 um as we'll find out a little later on that that, that movie was very big for me it was very important but I remember, you know, I was I was an eight year old kid, summer of ninety one, going to see the movie with our buddy Preston, getting a little action figure. Like for some reason, the the theater was doing like a little promotion where there was there was uh, I mean, maybe less of an action figure as just like a little novelty toy. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that anymore. And um, you know that 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 shit rocked my world. It was a uh, it was quite an eye opener. Um, so you saw it in the theater then? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember cool. seeing it at the uh, the old Cinedomes in Citrus Heights. Yeah, I, I did not see that movie in the theater. Like that'd be a good theater movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if if it if Fathom Events ever does a uh, a re release, I will one hundred percent be there to see it. You hear that, Fathom Events? You've got one guy's money. Uh huh. Hey, that that's that's like a quarter of the the profits they made for <laughs> Superman the 40th anniversary. Why not? Yeah. Just put it on a on a digital print. So what do you think, Ben? If jetpacks had come along the way we wished they would have, what do you think would be different about the world right now? Like what if, what if they did exist? Like would you get one? Like how often would you use it? How would you go about like so Say in in your job, you um you carry a lot of equipment. You need to take a lot of things with you. Like, I don't imagine you could use a jetpack for your job. Uh, no, not generally. I mean, like I've got a motorcycle and I never use that for work. Yeah, and it's like a road jetpack. <laughs> yeah, it's a very personal uh vehicle. Yeah, not not terribly useful for construction. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't use it day to day, but I would definitely use it if I had to like pop down to the store to grab some milk or something yeah now like how would we regulate this that that's one thing that's always been been uh kind of a brain buster for me is thinking about you know in back to the future too with the flying cars or thinking about jetpacks how do you regulate you know lanes and traffic in that sort of dimension you know when you're when you're on the ground you're on the ground you just have to worry about direction you got like two dimensions to fuss about yeah 
Um, you know, I, I, I think it'd be less of an issue because there is a lot of airspace. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, if it got too common, then it would get kind of crowded. I mean, and no matter what, if, if there was a lot of people using it, like traffic would get better on the ground. But there would still be, like, there'd be collisions and people not paying attention and texting while jetpacking and uh, drunk jetpacking. Yeah, and kind of similar to motorcycles, you know, if you, if you smack something, you're toast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I mean, it'd be the kind of thing you would probably make, you know, the kind of mistake you'd make once. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think it'd probably be okay for the most part. Um, these days, at least, I imagine if that was going to occur, it would be, uh, you'd have a bit more of a, like an automated control system. Kind of like, you know, like drones now where you could be like, fly over there, and they'll just fly over there. And I know there's companies working on, like, uh, basically flying Ubers that are just like big drones that, like, you can call, and they'll land on, like, a parking garage roof, and you go walk over to it and get in it, and it just takes you where you want to go. Oh, shit. So it'd be kind of like a vehicle, like like Batman's bat in Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, kind of, yeah. In fact, that's probably similar to what we were talking about earlier with the, uh, the they just got those those flat uh, turbine like propellers yeah yeah totally and they got uh there's a few companies working on that right now to to try and you know make that a thing because it would be really cool like little personal drone helicopter things that take you from point a to point b um and i imagine that would probably be m- what most people would be used because honestly the the other problem with a jetpack is like uh weather like if oh, you're yeah. using it to commute every day like and it was raining it would you'd be kind of shitty You'd get all wet or hot or cold. Just wear a poncho. Again, a lot like a motorcycle. Yeah, it, it, that is that is a really interesting uh, comparison that, that you brought up with a motorcycle. Like most of these things are applicable to both. Yeah, and you don't see that many people. You know, a, a large portion of the population does not motorcycle around, um, and when they do, it's generally nice. Like you see very few people riding a motorcycle on a stormy day. It's true. I saw one just the other day, and I felt terrible for the guy because it was raining. Oh, yeah. We've been going through a shit ton of rain lately, and man, I I felt so bad for that guy. He made his choices. He knew what he was doing. It's true, but you know, I, I once I, I I went to work once. Um, I I used to ride when I was in Florida. I'd ride my bike to work a lot. One morning, I was like, oh, I'm gonna ride it all week, and then it was like 45 degrees out. And I was like, oh, that's not that cold. It's a reasonable temperature. I'm going to ride my bike there. But yeah, 45 degrees when you're going 50 miles an hour is fucking cold. Yeah. Like, just painfully stinging cold. And uh, I remember like ha- getting halfway to work and I was like, this was a fucking mistake. I should not have done this. <laughs> and uh, just like, you know, as I'm riding down the street, just hoping and praying for lights to turn red so I get a chance to stop and be warm for a moment. Yeah, yeah, without the wind like going up your sleeves, and were you wearing gloves or? Yeah, I had leather gloves on, but it, like, uh, well, I had like my normal riding gloves, which were not leather, and it was just cutting right through them. It had nothing to do with them. So I ended, I had like a pair of like leather, like I guess like garden gloves, you know, like the kind of the big, just cheap leather gloves, and I put those on backwards so that the leather palm was outside, <laughs> and uh, it, it was still fucking cold. It was very cold. So yeah, I guess that would be an issue with with personal jetpacks is the cold, and especially if you're going to higher altitudes, you know, if if that's how they regulate traffic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you get you get up a few thousand feet, and it's it's chilly up there. It is not warm. Where would you go besides to go get milk? Like, say somebody gave you a jetpack, and they're like, you know what, just go somewhere, take some pictures with it. You know, go see something that you want to go see, but you either don't have the means or don't have the time you know where where would you take your jetpack i think it'd be cool to like fly through like yosemite valley or the uh or the uh like the grand canyon or something oh grand canyon good yeah. call or you go down you know, fly through it and around stuff and through little canyons and or go to like arches in uh utah and like yeah. fly through the arches and shit that would be pretty cool yeah yeah because that that is another another aspect of jetpacking that um that seems like a lot of fun that, you know, you couldn't do it with the uh, with the rocket belt or the James Bond jetpack. But, you know, the maneuverability and just like flipping around and just doing all sorts of fancy, fancy moves and flying in and out of cool shit, you know, do a little buzz on the uh, on the Statue of Liberty. 
Well, yeah, none of, none of the ones that are out there seem to really, well, almost. So the, most of them are still pretty like you're kind of like in a vertical stance kind of going through and the, except for that, that one dude, there's that French guy that's got that, uh, that like skydives with that like backpack that has wings and has jets on the back of it. Oh, cool. And that thing is fucking rad. I, I've seen, he did like a video over Dubai where like he, you know, jumps out of a plane. So he's way up high in the air and he's just got like a little, a backpack that's got wings and some jets on the back of it. And he can do like, you know, flips and barrel rolls and all kinds of cool shit. And, like, so it's stay kinda... up, stay up for a long time. So is it like the uh, like the flying squirrel suits, but with with a little bit of propulsion? Yeah, and it's well, it's it's rigid. It's he's got like r- actual rigid wings on his back. Oh, you know what? That does look or that does sound familiar. Yeah, and that that's that's probably the closest thing to like what you imagine a jetpack, like what you imagine flying a jetpack would be like is that one. And it's also it's got a parachute on it, and so like you jump out of a plane, you fly around for a while, and then you parachute to the ground. Yeah, and. uh that sounds really fun because, it, and like you can't even like you can't take off from the ground because taking off is hard. Like it requires a lot of thrust to leave the ground. But if you just start up in the sky already and you're just falling, you're just kind of delaying and or slowing down your fall. You can have a lot of fun on the way down. Yeah, yeah. Because like yeah, like I said, all the all the jetpacks now like they'll run for like you know four minutes. Okay, what the fuck are you do in four minutes? I mean, it'd be kind of fun still, but it's four minutes. Yeah. See, we really do need some sort of. Iron Man-esque power source that we can harness, so we're not having to worry about fuel. Yeah. Have you seen, they've got the those water jet packs, which yeah. look pretty freaking fun, too, um, except you get to add the the extra danger of drowning to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if you, I, I mean, I imagine they're, they, they've, they've got that covered with some sort of flotation, but it, yeah, it seems like that is an awfully heavy thing to be strapped to when you're you know, flying over water, then all of a sudden you're done and you're sinking. Yeah, or you just end up, you know, going face first into the water at, you know, 30 miles an hour. Water is hard. It is not friendly when you smack into it at high speeds. It's very dense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it'll it'll do you proper. <laughs> well, they got a couple. They got, like, one that's like a, it's got, like, a thing that, like, you know, jets the water. It's like a little... uh it almost looks like a jet ski that's like behind you that kind of goes, follows you around. It has like a hose attached to it. Okay. And you've got like an actual backpack that you like, like fly up and move around. And yeah. I think that's the one I've seen. Yeah. The one that has, has the hose that goes into the water. Yeah. That one looks super cool. And then there's the other one where the guy, where, where it's like rocket boots essentially, where the guy like straps the thing to his feet and like, you know, water comes out of his feet and it's got another little ho- same hose and pack thing, but it's on your feet. And that guy, I've seen dudes doing that where they like come out of the water and then dive back in like a dolphin and shit. Oh shit! And uh, I would totally die doing that. That's that's nuts. Um, it, like it looked really fun, but um, oh, yeah, man, I don't know. You said it almost as if like, you know what? If I had to die, I would totally go die doing that. I mean, it'd be pretty fun until you drown. I don't think drowning would be a great way to go. But, <laughs> but oh yeah, drowning sounds awful. Yeah, terrible. But uh, but that one looks fun. But that one, I think you need like it looks like you need like you know to be not just in good shape, but like really really good shape because it looks like a freaking workout you know i'm curious i'm curious what the uh the average listener of geek exploration the podcast thinks we look like because as i've gone giant fat (laughs) slobs just old (laughs) fat men Uh, I, I feel like more often than not, we're so self-deprecating about the shape we're in and how how much bigger we are than when we were kids. And yeah, I think we're doing all right. Oh yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, I can fit through doors, and I only need to buy one airline seat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, what do you say we go take a little breaky break? Sure. All right. Um, enjoy this commercial, folks. We will be right back. So, they'll get off the bus, pick out the car they want, be on their way in seconds. We'll call it Fast Break, our fastest way to rent a car. Can we get people from the airport to their car quicker? We can if we give everyone jet propulsion packs. I like the Fast Break idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I like that really one. Cool. Oh, okay. I just know that one. Wow. Hey, welcome back. Gee, thanks, John. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, I'm back anyway. (laughs) You sure are. All right. 
Um, so let's get right down to business. Let's move into our favorite use in pop culture. I've been chomping at the bit this entire time, or is it champing at the bit? I think I've heard people say both, and I don't actually. Well, is it referring to horses? Yeah, yeah, the bit that goes that goes in their mouth. And, yeah, but they don't really chomp on it because it goes in the part of their mouth with no teeth. Yeah. So what is champing then? I don't know. It could be a very horse-specific term. There's a lot of those. Oh, no. All right. Well, uh, you equestrian uh, fanatics, lovers, or experts, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com and let us know what the expression is. I could just Google it, but I do love all this interaction that we get from our listeners. All right. So the, uh, the aforementioned use in pop culture that I want to talk about is Duh, of course, The Rocketeer. Um, I really, really had to try to downplay it earlier because I didn't want there to be two different segments in this episode where I just start gushing about The Rocketeer and how much I love it. <laughs> um, so I had to pick one, one place for it, and I chose it here. Um, this movie, for those who haven't seen it, shame on you. Um, it's, in my opinion, so great. It's so underrated. It's one of those flicks like Dick Tracy and uh, Mystery Men, you know, that that aren't held in high regard. Where if if they came out this weekend, they would just fucking kill at the box office. It was a uh, it was a comic book movie before comic book movies were cool. I mean, I guess it was right in the heyday of Batman, but well, and it wasn't super obviously. A- comic book i mean it was a comic book movie but it wasn't like batman where everyone knew batman was a comic book movie true story yeah the rocketeer was was a comic book character that he only had he only had two uh two mini series in fact had the second one come out i think the second one had come out by then one was in the early 80s and then i think one was in the later 80s i love them both uh dave stevens the creator of the rocketeer really just changed my life when I discovered his work. His brushwork is fantastic. I think I, I think I'm, I brought it up during the, uh, the comic episode, um, but it may have been in that rant that got cut. So I'm not sure. Go ahead and rant again. Nah, that was it. That's <laughs> that's all the ranting I really need to do about it. But yeah, it was a, it was a very small press um, release by Comico back then. Um, it was essentially just an indie book. Um, it's since been collected by by idw in various formats so go check them out it's great one's just the rocketeer and then the second one i believe is called cliff's new york adventure and they are they're both fantastic stories but the movie is, is that all there is to the to the comic series just those two books yeah since uh well really? dave, dave stevens passed away in uh like 2007 or 8 i want to say and since then idw has put out a few different miniseries with various creators um some of them are great some of them really aren't yeah dave stevens original works were only just two miniseries interesting yeah and man they were they were great he also did the storyboards for um for the rocketeer movie because he he was a storyboard artist he he also did um work on raiders of the lost ark and michael jackson's thriller so he's um he had his storytelling chops yeah guys got some cred yeah. So this movie, like I said, came out in 1991. Um, it was put out by Disney. It was um, it was very much what, like, it, it, it probably wasn't as popular as it should have been because the world was in Batman mode already. You know, it was after the first Batman, before Batman Returns, went super dark with it. But, you know, I guess it was in the heyday of you know, Shadow and Phantom and Dick Tracy and all those, you know, capitalizing on it with the Danny Elfman soundtracks and such. It's really super light. Like it almost, it almost calls it, it. It's almost like the proto Marvel movie, you know, where where there's there's just as many fun jokes as there are action sequences. It's a very wholesome movie. I I actually got got the chance to watch it with the little lady little five-year-old just the other day it was her first time I, I broke out the novelty rocketeer cup and i was sketching the rocketeer while doing it and she got to watch it for the first time it was really great you know i remember when i was a kid and seeing it in the theaters and first thing that caught me was the poster when was the last time you saw that poster well, 
years probably oh geez i i gotta show you um when we're done here it's got yeah it's got such like a a stylized like art deco weird vibe to it like it's it's not photorealistic it's just it's such a piece of graphic art and it, it catches your eye immediately and then there's the look of the rocketeer you know the the his his jacket his boots the rocket itself and then the helmet like that helmet with its fin going back there and those eyes and the mouth that it almost has like a like a shocked expression on it but it's it's not something that's like evil or or i don't know it's it's something very blank yeah, he looks friendly Oh, you think so? Okay, cool. Yeah, like like he lo- it looks innocent. Oh, I see the poster. Yeah, it's very Art Deco. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, and I loved how in the movie they tried to make the mechanics of it make sense. They had PV talking about mechanical aspects, like oh, it's it's triple walled to keep it from overheating, or you know, just little little things that they inserted in there to try to make it a little more believable. And when they were talking about the helmet, like the fin on it being being a rudder, so he's like, "You turn your head in this, you'll change directions." It's uh, it was cool. And then it uh, you know, it was a period piece. Took place back in in the middle of World War II. So they had the the villain Neville Sinclair, played by Timothy Dalton, who was a who was a Nazi, but disguising himself as kind of like a Clark Gable or Errol Flynn, um, Hollywood star. You had Jennifer Connelly with her big bushy eyebrows back then. You had Lothar, um, one of the, the the main henchmen, who had a really distinctive look that was based on uh, actor and journalist uh, Rondo Hatton. He was like a horror movie icon. Do you, do you remember the the big guy from Rocketeer? Vaguely, it's been it's been too long since I've seen it. Yeah, he has like a super pronounced brow and a giant nose and a giant chin and lips. It was a, a disease. It caused a, an excess in growth hormones and gives you like exaggerated features. And I even looked up the pronunciation earlier and I've totally forgotten what it was. Hold on. I'm going to look it up real quick. This makes for great podcasting. Acromegaly. Okay. Acromegaly. But yeah, the, that guy is gnarly looking. You should look him up sometime. Look! Look everything up. You should just watch the movie again. Honestly. Yeah, you... I remember enjoying it. Like I like the I like the movie. It's I mean, so a guy, good. A guy with a jetpack skirting around fighting Nazis. I mean, can't go wrong. Yeah, and and he's such an he's such an innocent character that you know he he straps this thing to his back and then all of a sudden like like you feel the wonder in it too, and the effects at the time you know like you look at them now they're 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 pretty dated but. It still looks pretty cool, and he's he's got kind of a kind of a dopey nature to him at first, where he's accidentally, you know, cutting out in air and like free falling for a while, and then taking off again. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. What well, he's got the, his costumes just fucking cool as shit, though. Like he just looks cool. Yeah, doesn't he? Looks like what I would want to look like, and it, and it all makes sense. He's got the helmet because you need that as you fly through. Uh, fly through the air to keep the wind out of your eyes and your head protected and the you know the leather jacket with the buttons up the front just looks fucking cool yeah classic uh flight jacket sort yeah. of sort of thing so the leather gloves and the cool you know brass looking jetpack on the back like real classic looking jetpack and he had like little controls in his hand right yeah what it was was it was it was like a like a button um almost like a joystick that he would have in his hand you'd click the button once to like fire it up and then another one to cut it off. And there was even some talk about how PV, the uh, oh, the guy played by Alan Arkin, the the sarcastic uh, everyman mechanic of it, you know, the and the mentor figure, um, how he he adjusted something so you know you could use pressure to control the amount of uh, of power or thrust. Mm. Yeah. So that's mine. If you haven't seen it in a while or or at all. I, I strongly encourage you to go see it. For some reason, I feel like it like it gets a worse rap than it deserves. Like if I don't see why there would ever be any hatred or contempt for it. Like it 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 doesn't like it's not like the shadow where it's like a guilty pleasure. Like you can enjoy the shadow or the phantom, or even Dick Tracy to to that degree. But you know, it seems I would think that people would either be in love with it or indifferent to it. Some people are like ah Rocketeer, and I I just don't get it. Or maybe they're Nazi sympathizers and they're sick of all the Nazi punching. That has to be it. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. 
if you don't like Rocketeer, you are a Nazi sympathizer. Um, so what about you, Ben? What is your favorite use in pop culture? I know I just, I, I always tend to go straight to movies, but you usually have some uh, some insight outside of that. Yeah, and when, when I was thinking about it, like the there's a shocking dearth of jetpacks in pop culture, it seems like. There's not a lot. Um, it, it's such a cool concept. Seems like there should be more uses. Yeah, I agree. Like we... It seems like we think the world thinks about jetpacks yeah. as much as we do, and it clearly does not. No. Yeah, because it's like there's, a, you know, there was the, like I said, Thunderball had that little jetpack scene, but other than that, like, there's just not a lot. And I was thinking about, like, I think the, the most fun or the most enjoyment that I've gotten out of a uh, bit of pop culture with jetpacks involved was probably in video games. Because uh, I love video games where you can, where you have a jetpack, uh, they make everything better. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I think I think the first video game that I remember playing with a jetpack uh, was probably Duke Nukem 3D. Oh shit! You had a jetpack in that? Oh yeah. Where was I? Because I I loved that game and I I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. You could totally find it. Yeah, you'd get a jetpack in that. Like remember the like the bad guys had them too, and they you know jetpack in. I do remember the bad guys, yeah, yeah. lizard dudes, and but yeah, you get it. I mean, it was real. It was simple, but you could fly, which was pretty rad. That's right. It was just kind of like a like a like there was no like strafing for or like any gradual movement. It was just up and like it was the the same kind of movements that you had in those games before you had like fully three dimensional movement. Well, yeah, and you could you could go up like and yeah. shit like Doom and stuff before that. Like there wasn't even a jump button. Yeah, yeah. Like there dude, was just the forward and the turning around. I mean, you could strafe, I guess, but there was no, like, moving your crosshairs around and shit. Yeah, and Duke Nukem 3D was totally not actually 3D. No. It was like you were fighting paper cutouts that would kind of rotate as you strafed around them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Or or uh, or flattened strippers that moved with you. Yeah, shake it, baby. Mm-hmm. You want to dance? But yeah, Duke Nukem 3D was probably the first one that, that had jetpacks in it that I remember, and it was super fun. And then... uh did you ever play that game Tribes? No. It was like a first-person shooter, but you had jetpacks. Oh, was it was it like fully was it like a land game? Uh yeah, I mean yes. Uh, I well I feel like there were there we went to a party once at a friend's house and met somebody who uh who either worked at or owned like a like a land um uh like one of those computer centers where you could go and play yeah, yeah. play games, and we went and played like in the wee hours of the morning, still kind of drunk. But yeah, Tribes was cool shit. I mean, it was just a first person shooter, but you had jetpacks, so you could you know you'd be flying up in the air and shooting down at people. And I mean, and a jet a jetpack is a really neat thing to have in a first person shooter. I don't I don't know why they all don't have jetpacks. Yeah, apparently well, there was a Call of Duty that recently that had jetpacks, but I don't I don't follow those closely because they come out with like two a year. Yeah, no, probably like, one a year, but it seems weren't like they doing like space shit too nowadays? Some shit like that. Yeah, I think that the new Modern Warfare came out and they supposedly had jetpacks in it and like you know exos or like you know not exosuits, but like yeah, something that like made you run faster, like that shit from that movie with Tom Cruise. Oh, the the like live die repeat. Yeah, Edge yeah, of the, Tomorrow. Yeah, the, yeah, I think that's what it's called. All yeah, you need is kill. I think I think all of those titles were titles at some point. Edge of Tomorrow, I like think. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that, that it's all the same movie. Yeah. But it's just in general, like playing and having a jetpack, being able to, you know, fly up into the air. I think Quake, or was it Quake? No, it was Unreal Tournament, I think, also had a jetpack. Oh, yeah? Jetpack capabilities, if I recall correctly. and It was fun. See, I haven't been playing the, the recent ones in a couple of years, but I'm pretty sure Halo started uh, including jetpacks yeah, as think, well. Uh, yeah, I think there was, yeah, I think there was one where they did that. Um, but yeah, I haven't played in one of the new Halo games in a long time. You know, it sucks. I, I picked up five for a minute, and everybody on there is so much better than me, it's not even fun. Like, like I don't have any friends that suck also to play with. So I, I got on there and I just got my ass kicked and I'm like, all right, you know, somebody, somebody, some little 12 year old's like, I fucked your mother. And then there we go. <laughs> there, there's my gaming experience. Get teabagged a couple times and I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Do they, do they not have ranked matches or anything? I guess they just throw you into it. You know, they, they do, but 
their their idea of that is either way off or people are just starting new profiles with lower ranks just, just to kick your ass and insult your mother yes <laughs> and uh i'd be remiss if i didn't mention the uh the jetpack in worms oh there it is but uh worms there was nothing like uh the feeling of jetpacking over to somebody dropping a stick of dynamite on their head and jetpacking away to safety yeah like the i love the jetpack you get in there, you drop a you drop a grenade or some dynamite on some on one another worm, and then kind of just chill out and land a, a safe distance away and laugh at them. Yeah, and and once you get really good at it, like you know, you can just launch yourself up super high and float down to where they are. Get get in, get out, because there there's a limited amount of fuel you have on that, just like in real life, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flight time may almost be realistic, <laughs> but it's uh. Yeah, it was a little tough to master. It wasn't nearly as hard as the ninja rope. Oh, man, that ninja rope. Freaking ninja rope, man. But, uh, you know, I was, well, I guess you do know, I was the king with that ninja rope. I recently downloaded um, Worms Armageddon, I believe it was, Worms 2 Armageddon, on my uh, my Kindle Fire. And it took me right back, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is the game. Turns out when you're using touchscreen functionality, oh, that ninja rope is next to impossible to use and it was so frustrating because i i used to be so good with it and not being able to use it just kills me inside i can't i can't even imagine trying to use it on a freaking touch screen without a controller yeah even the jetpack is hard to use yeah i've played i've got i think i've got i think i've got the same one on my phone and yeah the jetpack's serviceable i i tried the ninja rope once and said fuck this yeah gotta do without it but yeah so uh Put jetpacks in more games. Yes. Can you imagine, like, Mario with a jetpack? He kind of had one in, what was it, Super Mario Sunshine? He had that oh. weird little, like, water... It was like one of those water jetpacks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was like a like a bubble jetpack yeah, asshole. But yeah. allowed him to, like, blast up and stuff. Yeah, I never I never played any of that. I, I played a very little of it. Now, we were talking earlier, um, speaking of video game jetpacks, about Grand Theft Auto V. And oh yeah, yeah. There, they had there one appears in, to be a jetpack. They had yeah, they had one in San Andreas, right? Yeah, they had yeah, the jetpack, it, it, and it looked a lot like the uh, the rocket belt. Yes, yeah, performed like that. It was super slow. Yeah, just go up and down and sort of move forward, but no actual like forward propulsion. Um, yeah, there there is a jetpack in in uh in grand theft auto 5 i believe and there's like there's flying cars now like there's one that that what yeah there's one that looks like the fucking delorean that's pretty right i i've not gone back and played that since it came out oh man see i I pop in there every once in a while but the problem is that everything is so expensive and they caught on to all the all the cheaters so it i don't know i i don't have the kind of time uh, available to be able to earn that kind of money to buy those cool things. Like so, like expensive in game currency or in like actual, hu- you know, dollars. Well, I mean, expensive in game currency, but you could spend your human dollar. Like you could probably spend a hundred bucks in human dollars and have enough money in the game to buy one of those things. Oh, so you can just buy game money. Yeah, yeah, of and you can. yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's that's what keeps it going. And they've they've got like mobile like strike unit garages and shit. You know, they, there's like these futuristic like garages and hangars where you can put all all your huh fucking jets and cars and jetpacks and shit. I think I've seen a couple videos of the of the jetpack, but I've I've never played with one certainly. Yeah, well, they are expensive. They're you know like three hundred thousand dollars if you want to buy one in real <laughs> life. So yeah, they're just trying to keep it real. Yeah. Uh, we we should applaud them for their their attention to detail. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, it's Rockstar. They, they've been playing Red Dead Redemption, and the, you know the horses shit and the, <laughs> and the dogs whine. I mean, it's uh, they they've got a, a t- almost a r- absurd amount of attention to detail. To yeah. Be honest. Um, no jetpacks though, as far as I found. What do you think, Ben? Could you build a jetpack? Uh, if I could, I would have already. <laughs> you you know what you know what my my notes say here. Could Ben build a jetpack? If so, why are we not doing it right now? What the fuck? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I doubt it's been for lack of trying that uh, that we haven't gotten one. It's, I mean, it's probably for lack of trying hard enough. 
Yeah, well, and there's been some seriously smart people that have gotten quite a bit of money put into it, and they've you know they've gotten better, but it's still a novelty at this point. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I mean, I could probably build one of those giant, you know, quadcopter drone things that you could sit on. See, if somebody could build one of those where you're sitting on it, why don't they build a unit that you can suspend yourself from? I mean, I imagine it'd be super heavy to to carry, but I mean, you could build like a harness that that you could sit in, and then as it lifted, it would, you know, you'd go through the center and it would pull you up. Yeah, I imagine that would work. I don't know if the... You don't see many drones with a lot of weight hanging beneath them. It may screw with their stability. Oh, interesting. This is going to screw up where their center of gravity is. It, you know, because usually the propellers are pretty close to where the center of gravity of the entire unit is. Oh, okay. Probably for balance it would be my guess. I don't know. Um, but you know what? Let's just build one. Let's find out. Let's find out how bad of an idea it is, John. Let's do it. Hey, listeners, you heard it here first. Another Kickstarter to fund our building of a uh, personal drone carrying device. Our imminent demise. Yeah. What a way to go. <laughs> well, I personally hope that uh, sometime in my lifetime I get to strap on a jetpack. I think it might be one of those things like time travel that we mentioned in the beginning where, eh, I don't know, I think I think it may be a little beyond something that, that, that I've got time for. <laughs> In my lifespan. It's something you really want to do that when it, you got a chance to do it, it might be too terrifying to actually try. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess you have some balls to strap a engine to your back and just decide to fly around. You know, it would be it, it would be like one of those things when I was a kid, like we were talking about in the Boy Scouts episode that just dropped uh, recently, uh, like climbing up that, that tree to jump out to a bar that's 50 feet away, right? So I'm on the ground, and I'm looking up and thinking about it. I'm going, yeah, this sounds great. This sounds fucking cool. I'm going to do this. And then when I get up there, I'm terrified. So I imagine it would be similar with a jetpack. I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And then I get up there, and I'm like, oh, shit, how am I going to get down? What the fuck <laughs> am I doing? But at least in that case, I wouldn't have much choice. Well, and it's not a great time to freak out either. Like you kind of <laughs> need to keep your cool, I would imagine, unless they unless they get them to the point where they're semi kind of automated and like they do some of their own maneuvering or some of the, at least you know basic balance and hovering operations. Yeah, I think it would be cool to start with something like the rocket belt, you know, where it's just like okay, let's try let's try just lifting 30 feet let's try going a bit higher let's try moving forward a little bit and setting down you know like going from your place here to you know two miles up the road to the gas station getting a bag of chips or something it would be cool as shit to be the guy showing up at the gas station in a jetpack yeah fuck yeah yeah where would you put it if you uh if you parked outside and you went in to get a get a bag of because i doubt it would be the size that you could just wear it inside well i don't know that the one that the $375,000 one that uh, Gravity Industries is selling, like you could totally just walk around in that. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like it's 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 pretty svelte little suit. It's got like a it's got like a flight suit and like a it's just like a large backpack. I mean, it's not That's the one with the backpack and the uh the wrist mount. Yeah, and it's ones. got the yeah, and I and I think the backpack's just like fuel capacity. I think the, you know, the, the I guess it's really like jet bracelets. Oh, weird. bracelets, essentially. And you could probably just, I think you could just hang them on the side of the backpack and walk on in. I don't know how much it weighs. It's probably like 60 or 70 pounds. So it's probably not the easiest thing to carry around. But So what I'm curious about next is how many people actually have one of those? Last I heard one or two, like the guy that made them and like some Japanese guy that bought one. See, why the fuck are like, like multimillionaire adrenaline junkies like Tom Cruise not buying those i i don't know i mean there's still four minutes at a time yeah i think you just need maybe it's not exciting enough yet i don't know i it's bet like, tom cruise has gone and tried one out i hope he has tom cruise send us an email email at geeksplorationpodcast.com let us know we know you listen so yeah fill us in here have you flown a jetpack what was it like yeah and while you're at it fund our kickstarter yeah, on the website Selfridges, you can buy them, supposedly. They at least have them up for sale. Man. I don't know who goes online and just buys something that's $375,000, though. 
Yeah, no shit. They're they're I I don't think eBay would uh give you that that money back guarantee. Yeah, like do you got a credit card you could put that on? You got a credit card with a three hundred and seventy five thousand dollar limit? Man, <laughs> I I tell you what, if 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 I was in a situation where like I owned a home, I was, you know, getting ready to retire or something, and then just say life went tits up and God forbid I lost everything dear to me, you know, not not monetarily, but all of a sudden, it was just me with no one in my life. I'd sell my house. I'd buy one of those. Just be like, all right, here we go. I've got nothing to live for. I'm buying a jetpack, and I'm going out in a blaze of glory. You know what? I think this is like the third or fourth time where I've talked about dying. I, I, I should really get myself checked out. <laughs> At least most of the time, it's, it's doing something cool. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. See, I'm looking at the picture right now. So the one from Gravity Industries does have a uh, turbine on the backpack as well. A turbine? Well, a turbine. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a fashion choice. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it doesn't need a helmet. It's got a turbine. It's, yeah. it's way cooler. It's a metal turbine. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, another, uh, another correlation with motorcycles is helmets. Like if you're on a fucking jetpack... You should if, definitely it, have a helmet. Yeah, but if you crash, man. I mean, I guess I guess it would help you if you ran into a bird or something, but well, a uh, uh, helmet is pretty important on a motorcycle too. Like you're the the really important stuff's inside your head. Like you got some good stuff inside your chest too, but uh yeah, but if you're but if you're driving a motorcycle, you know, super high speeds or on a cliffside or something, you know, and Seems like there's enough uh, there's enough opportunity for the helmet to not do much good either. Just increases your chance, you know, from a you know, you, if without a helmet, you've got an eighty percent chance of dying, and with one, you've got a seventy. Like, well, that's ten percent better. Yeah, why not? I guess. Yeah, I guess you could be driving a motorcycle, and a bird could hit you in the head too. So. Yeah, I've I've seen a video of like a seal just creaming a guy. Oh, gee. On a motorcycle. I've got a full. Full face helmet, because when we were kids, there was that picture from like Rotten.com or something of the guy that like, like a motorcycle accident, and he's wearing one of those just skull cap ones, and like his face is just like ground off from his nose down to his chin. Oh shit, I totally forgot yeah. about that. Every, that sticks with me. Every time I get on the bike, I think, like, yep, full face mask for me. Fuck that. <laughs> oh man, I 100% forgot about that and that is just in my head now. Yeah, you see like his lower teeth like hanging down like his his jaw is just broken off. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Helmet would have helped. Still might be dead, but he'd look better. Oh, might have, might get an open casket. That's so <laughs> disgusting. Oh my goodness, I wish I didn't have that in my head. <laughs> Rotten.com. Wow, uh, yeah. I forgot about that website. I wonder if it still exists. Probably. Oh, man. If not, something worse has sprung up to take its place. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a, that's uh that's about all I have to say for that. I want to I want to fucking ride a jetpack. Get on it, science. Yeah, they just need to make it cheaper. Like space travel, like like the you know, we're getting to a point where jetpacks are per, you know, like you could buy a jetpack, you could get a flight to space. Uh, unfortunately, I'm too poor to do either one of those things. Like we just need to get it down to the point where it's cheap. Like air travel used to be like that. It used to be a luxury for the rich. Yeah. So hopefully within our lifetime, which uh, we we've got a few good years left in us. Yeah, you know, a few decades at least. So uh, here's well, how. Let's not let's not go uh, go overboard with this. <laughs> as long as I don't. Uh... Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Talking about dying again. John. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Our listeners are gonna think we're all fat and unhealthy. And yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, somebody I work with always brings up the topic of death. Actually, I guess it hasn't happened in a while since I started calling her out. But I used to just say, you know, oh, it's it's time for death talk with blobbity bloobity, you know, that name that I'm not going to mention because it's a real life person. For but, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she used to always just show up with stories of death. But and and for... hey, it's she's just trying to connect. It's the one thing we all have in common. We're all kind of <laughs> Oh, on that note, folks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you for uh, for joining us today on this uh, high flying, rip roaring adventure. Um, if you want to let us know how we did, you can email us at guess what? Here it is again. Email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Do it. Either way. Uh, I want to hear from you. I want to start reading emails on the air. Let us know what you think. Of, if we got a uh, if we got a little voicemail line for you to call in, let us know if that'd be something you'd be interested in. We'd play your uh, play your call on the air. You could call us or email us about uh, anything you like, whether it's a, a geeky topic of your own, um, something you enjoy doing, something you saw somebody else doing that you think is weird. Um, or just plain life advice. We are pretty wise, um, I oh, think. I, I thought they were going to be giving us life advice. Oh, we could do like, that too. Like you guys need to get your shit together. You know that <laughs> that would be more interesting. Yeah, maybe they'll have some advice on how we can uh, fund a jetpack project. Uh, project here. I'm all ears. We are on some social medias as well. We've got a Facebook page, Geek Exploration the Podcast. We've got an Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, and we are. Technically on Twitter <laughs> at uh, Geeksplore Pod. I'm still trying to figure this Twitter thing out. Hey, if you've got advice, email us. And if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, please give us a five jetpack review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, or you can go to our website, geeksplorationpodcast.com, and subscribe to get notified when new episodes drop. Our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Remember, you can't run from your problems. And that's why I'm saving up for a jetpack. <laughs>